0: Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the In The Money Players podcast. We're going to be talking about York next week. We've got three Breeders' Cup win and you're in races. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, in New York, talking about old York. I like the sound of that. And I like the idea of pointing people who are listening to this to the Horse Player Happy Hour shows that we do on Thursdays. We put a big focus on recapping and previewing Breeders' Cup win and you're in races. We're also trying to give away some money. We've got $20,000 added to the prize pool at no cost to players as part of our tour. You only have to play one week to be eligible for it. It only costs 20 bucks, and the house cut of that 20 bucks goes to Thoroughbred Aftercare. So this is one you're going to really want to get involved in. You can play via horseplayers.com, and you'll have a ton of coverage from here right through the Breeders' Cup, me and Matt Bernier, and a series of guests two of whom are about to, uh, two past guests, about to join us for this special show about the York meeting. And we'll start with the man that I know from my other life and my other job over at Sky Sports Racing, where he is a researcher. He's made a couple of uh, very uh, entertaining appearances on Horseplayer Happy Hour recently as well. He is Callum Hellowell. Callum, what's going on?
1: Hi, Peter. I am all good. How are you going?
0: Things are very good. Last we talked to you, you were in, in the midst of a move. Did it, did it make you insane or are you uh, happily ensconced in your new digs?
1: The move did make me insane. However, I am now happily ensconced in my new digs. Uh, I've It was a bit of a stressful process. It happened to be doing it on the hottest days that have ever been recorded in Britain, which was, made it slightly tougher. But uh, we we got there at the end, and it was a very it was a very good move. And now I'm in. I've just had a few friends over, had some family over as well. We're just really enjoying ourselves, and yeah, it's been it's been lovely. It does feel like home now, and it's it's a great feeling.
0: A man who is no stranger to moving is also our next <laughs> guest. He's about to be uh, resuming his travels. I believe, though, right now he's still at the the current home base in Dubai where you've probably seen him on coverage of racing from there. You've probably also heard him on these airwaves where he brings us great insight about the international scene and the Breeders' Cup itself. He is Michael
2: Adolphson. Michael, what's up? Well, it's uh well, what's up is some great racing, and we just just a few minutes ago was the Jacques Lemaoa. We got to see that, and today's been a good day. I'm looking forward to pointing toward York. Um, I get on a flight uh, at 6 p.m. here in Dubai. I get on a flight in about 12 hours, and I'm just praying that the the train strike doesn't bother my trek from Manchester to York tomorrow morning.
0: <laughs> yeah, the f- fingers crossed on that one. It's been been a little bit interesting. Been a little bit interesting up in those uh, in that part of the world. Uh, the Marois race with historical links to the Breeders' Cup Mile for sure. Do, do we think this year might be a year where uh, w- where we get to see some of those horses from from Doville making the trek across?
2: I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked at all. I, I don't know what the plans are for Inspiro. I'm pretty sure the QE2 is probably on her on her schedule, and or if they take her back to the Phillies, they have options in the Sun Chariot. But uh, to me, um, she was a very good winner today, uh, but I would look beyond her. I really like this Aravan for the Aga Khan, who finished third and only his fourth start. Got a great ride from uh, Christophe Soumyon. And Light Infantry, who's an up-and-coming horse, ran a great second. So, you know, it was a bad race for Caribis. I'm sure we'll get some kind of excuse out of that. And State of Rest didn't uh, do much. And, you know, to be fair, those are probably the most likely two horses you would see out of these.
0: We'll see how it plays out. It's a story we'll be following. Callum, you revealed that you'd only gotten to watch the final furlong of the race, so I, I don't necessarily need to bring you in for for uh, any uh, giant opinion on the race, but it, it is certainly a race over the years that's produced some uh, worthy Breeders' Cup form, to say the least.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I I kind of look away from the Breeders' Cup on it with light infantry. We know he's going to head over to Australia. That's quite exciting, uh, and I think that run will do connections They'll be over the moon with that performance. I think obviously we've already mentioned that the, the big players let themselves down a little bit. I think we've got to find out about Kariba's and state of rest. I was slightly disappointed with prosperous voyage as well. She would have been one that I really, really fancied. But if, if you're a connection of light like infantry, you're going to have a big old smile on your face because there's, you've, the options of now going down under really do seem like it's going to be quite a profitable journey for them. So I would be, I'd be very excited if I was in that camp today.
0: Let's look ahead to this week's action starting on Wednesday with a Breeders' Cup Win and Your In race in the form of the Judmont International Stakes Win and Your In action for the Longines Classic happening at York and Callum we'll start off with you with your thought on this one do you have a do you have a selection at this stage
1: well honestly Peter you're lucky this isn't a uh, a video call cuz the smile on my face right now is ridiculous I love Bayed. I absolutely love him. I think he is God's greatest gift to horse racing. I cannot wait to see him go to be a stallion. and really give Shadwell, who have been through the mill recently, obviously with so much change going through the organization. It really does feel that like they, they deserve this. And, um, he, he's a monster and to, to say he he looks like he can get the step up to 10 furlongs is the biggest under, understatement of the year. I think he, he's made for this trip. I'm so looking forward to seeing him breathing up past these really, really good horses and making them look ordinary
0: confidence there uh, <laughs> despite the stretch out in trip michael do you share callum's enthusiasm I, uh, about this great horse
2: i like the horse i do i think he's a very good horse uh, but the fact is you know he's only run a mile throughout his entire career i know he can get the out a quarter fine he can probably even get a mile and a half but he's going up against a horse in mischief who i think has valid excuses is a square price between three and four to one right now, uh, ran his best race of his career, arguably last year in this race over very similar uh, ground that he's going to catch t- on Wednesday. So, uh, and I love Misriff. Like I've followed him. I've seen, been lucky enough to see him run it in three different countries. And he's, uh, I think he's a bit of a monster when he's on his game. So if he breaks well, He'll give Baid everything he can handle. And, you know, uh, I would love to see Baid do it. It's a great story. Great story. But this is not a one-horse race to me, and I think Mischief is, is very tough. And if you're looking for a price in the race, if you're looking for something that might be slightly overlooked and, and is going to be a pace factor, uh, I think, you know, if you can get an, a, a solid each way on high definition, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if he's a good, good second or third in this race
0: interesting idea potentially for usa style exotics of the two i don't think i'm going much out on a limb to say that mishraff would be the more likely to come over and contest the breeders cup classic have you heard any tell have either of you heard any stories about what the plans for mishraff might be going forward Is, is there a chance they bring him back to the dirt do you think we'll start with you on that question michael
2: i think it's possible i think that they were considering it last year because um, you know, the fact of the matter is, he's done very poorly running at Ascot in the fall. So um, I think that they're going to, if he runs well here, it is a winning run for the Classic, uh, and he has every right to go out with a chance in the race. I mean, if John Gosden's going to run a horse like Roaring Lion for similar high-profile um, uh, uh, high-profile uh, owners uh, in the Classic, he should run a horse with an actual chance in Misriff uh on the dirt. So I, I think that, you know, it to me it's it's I love this horse because the way he travels, the way he hits the ground, he can run on anything and it seems to he seems to figure out a way to act on any kind of surface. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if he loves standard American good old fashioned dirt.
0: Callum, what do you think about Mishrif's prospects for that? And what race do you think it, it would be the the likely target for Bayid if they decide to come to the Breeders' Cup? Presumably the mile, but maybe not. What? Do, what where do you stand on that?
1: I think they've got some unfinished business with Mishrif on dirt. I think they were really, really disappointed with the surface uh, over out in Riyadh. Uh, I don't think it all went all went to plan there at all, and I think they 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 still have their eyes on big, big overseas prizes. And it wouldn't be surprising to me if the Breeders' Cup was the option for that. Um Bayeed, I would be shocked if he comes over to start with. I think we, we have to be very honest with the situation that they're doing it. They've already said, this is the last season. I don't see him making that trip overseas. I see... Judgemont International and then off to Champions Day on the result of that if he gets some out if he can make the trip which I'm sure he will but uh, I, I would be very very shocked to see him come over I would love to see him go over because I think it's the true test of a horse is to travel overseas and that's why I think the respect that people have for Mishriff is so high but unfortunately I just don't see it happening
0: Let's continue on with another race Wednesday at York, the great Voltiger Stakes. Callum, will keep it with you for uh, a thought on this one uh, from a few days out.
1: Yeah, to me, this the, this is, I'm not quite sure what to call this race. It's the, we should have made the derby, but it's all gone horribly wrong sort of feel. <laughs> uh, apart from Doville legend who didn't have a choice. Um, I, I just... It's a field full of horses who I've got no idea. Um, I, I absolutely love it. It's it's, 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 it's one of my favourite races because of that. It's, it's those near, it's the nearly shots and those who have nearly made it. Um, I love Deauville Legend in this. Um, I think this is his sort of, this is his big day out in the sun. He can't go to the classics off. These are gelding. So this means that he kind of, these are, these, Sort of races are his big aim. I was really impressed with his defeat at Goodwood. I, I don't, I didn't take anything away from that. I thought he ran a really good race. He did everything he needed to do. Came from a little bit off the pace and did, ran a really good second. Um, I just, I keep have, I keep getting drawn to one lower down the market though, and that's Grand Alliance. If he goes, uh, Charlie Fellows has already said that the horse is a nutcase. He is an absolute nutter. How he didn't win at Royal Ascot, I still have no idea. Last run, put a line through it. I would, I would completely ignore that. And if they get him right, he might have that little bit of, like, just a little bit of class that could see him through into this. So I'd be st- I'd be saving away from the two Godolphin horses at the top of the market. I'd be looking at Dover Legend and Grand Alliance lower down.
0: All right. A couple of good ideas there. Michael, how do you see it?
2: I think you can't drill too far past the Godolphin horses, but a lot of people are thinking Secret State might be the better of the two. And, and he does have slightly higher. Um, the speed numbers but i love walk of stars i think he's just a big unit that that's still figuring it out and his race against double legend last out and obviously double legends had a race since but on july 7th in newmarket i thought that he was the best horse in the race he was just still very green and um it's hard to say you know a horse is green after six starts but he still is and I get it. He's a big unit. They're they're bringing him along. And, and Charlie's record in this race is quite strong. And this reminds me a bit of a few years ago when Charlie brought in two very good, uh, talented, but at the t- that time in their career, underwhelming horses that finished 1-2 in Old Persian and Cross Counter. And Cross Counter went on to win the Melbourne Cup and Old Persian went on to win the Shima Classic.
0: Yeah you know, but it's, it's, it's good, uh, good points for sure. Um, on, on the, all the stuff happening at York on Wednesday, let's move ahead to Thursday and the Darley Yorkshire Oaks. This one is winning your inaction for the makers, Mark Philly and Mare turf. Once again, of course, at York, Michael, do you have a fancy in this one?
2: Uh, I think it's just a great race. Um, it's, it's, it's always one of my favorite races throughout the year. And, and, I think it's key when from a Breeders' Cup perspective, uh, you're looking because of the Breeders' Cup going, the Philly mare turf going back to a mile and three sixteenths this year, because um, it'd be configuration of Keeneland. This is more of a prep for the Breeders' Cup turf against males. And I think a couple of these horses would come out of this and be very tough. I love La Petite Coco. I love the way Patty told me the trainer really brings his horses along nicely. And his yard is doing very well these last few weeks. So I think but did, I and I talked to, I spoke with the owner a couple of days ago and Barry and he's, they're very confident. I love this Philly. She's sitting at six to one, seven to one on the market. I, I I'm going to take it all day long. I think magical Lagoon will be very tough. Alpinista is a, a favorite for once in her career. Good for her. Um, but <laughs> to me, it's to me, you know, to me, she's the favorite by default, because I think that if, if Gostin's Philly, um, Emily Upjohn would have turned up in this race, she would have turned this race upside down. So I, I, to me, it's it's all about La Petite Coco running a big race and hopefully punching her ticket to the arc. All right. I, li- I
0: like the sound of that for La Petite Coco. And I mean, I'm a big Alpinista fan, but I take your point. Two to one in the market right now in a competitive field. Um, maybe it is better to reach for something like La Petite Coco, best odds I'm seeing right now around about six to one. Callum, are you, uh, are you with uh, one of the ones we've discussed so far? or have another one to, to nominate for discussion.
1: Oh, I'll bring someone new into the race. Reclette. Um, I am a massive fan of horses that are very, very exciting two-year-olds who completely lose their way and then make the ultimate comeback. And that's what I think Olivia Pellier's little silly is doing right now. Because at one point she was considered one of the hottest properties coming out of France. All of a sudden it went horribly wrong, and she was running those sorts of races. And people were thinking, "What's happened here?" But she won her last two. She deserves the chance to go. I love the fact she's coming over to take take mm-hmm. on um, horses in, in England. And I just think that that's a fascinating angle. I think the price is massive ten to one for her. Just seems completely out of this world to me. Wow. I don't. I do not understand. The, the the price on that whatsoever uh, mm. I will put my hand up for Alpinista uh the form figures read one 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 two two one for a last few starts I mean all she does <laughs> is win her races and she's constantly overpriced she priced at eight to one. 4 to 1, 11 to 4, 13 to 8, 33 to 1. She gets these massive prices, And I think people do not give her the respect she deserves. She's trained by an absolute genius who holds her in such high regard. And I think she does deserve to be there. And she does kind of deserve to be the price that she is because Emily Upjohn isn't there. And I, I think she. It, it it shocks me that it would be a surprise if she won. That's what I, I can't understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it still gets me that a horse with form figures like that who's done all that she's done, if she wins, it'll be, oh, well, that's quite a surprise. How did that happen? It's like, no, she's blooming good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Michael, were you surprised at the price on uh, Raclette? Yeah. I, mean, uh, uh, I think she's got 10 to 1 around.
2: Yeah, that's very good. She's a very dangerous filly. I was impressed with her Mallory run last time. She really stuck her neck out and and, and, and ground it out. Um, it's going to be quicker ground than she's ever had. But to be honest, I think she'll 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 take to it quite well. American listeners might be more very familiar with her mother, Amalliant, who was a very good grade one multiple grade sure. one winning Philly for Bill Mott and Judd Mott. Um, And she's got a couple of decent, uh, decent siblings and her Her license has been a bit of a disappointment, but he started out his career. Her full brother has a very, very promising horse as well. So hopefully she can follow through. And if they're, they're, if they're sending her, you know, it's, 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 it's fob sending a horse to England. You just watch out. Like you, Mm -hmm. you look for a price and I'll probably have a saver on her.
0: You made a good point about the ground. York is a course that I feel like in general is a good pointer to horses that will do well in the USA between the left-handed configuration. A different kind of more galloping left-handed configuration than what we see here. But between that and the ground, I do think that horses succeeding next week are ones I'll give a little bit of extra credit to if they they do turn up at a meet like the Breeders' Cup. Is that something you've noticed over the years,
2: Michael? Yeah. There are two 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 tracks that I really pay attention to in Europe when it comes to when they ship over to the states um, York and Doville when it comes to when it's quick ground at Doville uh, because it's it, it is it, it's all about the the lack of undulation there's not a huge amount of undulation at all at either course if any and um, they they seem to get the kind of quicker firmer ground firmer footing uh, that you know would be conducive to them doing well in the states and a lot of times also it's all these horses that need that quicker ground to have a big burst turn of foot. And in the States, when you, have, when you come over to the States and you have 300 meters to figure it out, uh, So it's, it's a whole different ballgame. They need that quick turn of foot and they seem to flourish.
0: While we're talking about Thursday at York, we should talk about the Lowther Stakes, dramatized currently in the market, best price six to four, three to two in our USA betting language. Callum, I'll bring you back in. Are you
1: with or against dramatized in the spot? Oh, it is hard to be against dramatized. It is very hard to be against what looks to be a potential weapon. Uh, absolutely mopped up in what I thought was a very competitive race at Ascot. I mean, the, the Queen Mary is usually something that, it usually throws up a good one. I remember obviously we, us discussing Love Reigns before that race and just thinking that, oh, she, she's Wesley's best chance of a winner here. And she was run off her feet. And I mean, run off her feet by dramatized. Um, it's, it, You go through, you go through, the concern is the gap that she's not been seen since. Um, Obviously you've got, you've got concerns that others have done more. Morwidge or Morge or however you want to pronounce it. It's also a horse that I really, really like. Um after after her win last time so there, there's certainly there's there's horses in there that you really like but i mean it's i really 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 like dramatized um and i'm I'm going through it now and uh, you could you can make point for all these good horses that uh, meditate would be lovely if she turned up for it but i just think dramatized for me she could be seriously good i mean i was so so impressed at ascot michael how do you see
0: the louder
2: um she's uh, dramatized is really tough to beat. I'm ho- hopefully going to go up to um, Carl Burke's yard on Tuesday morning and see her uh, uh, to confirm that she's actually running and see whether or not they're thinking about the Breeders' Cup at all. But uh, she's a Philly that's just very, very talented. I, it's hard to beat her. I can't really put too much on her at 6-5 to five right now. Um, if she goes any lower, maybe 6-5, to five, but if she goes any lower, I have no interest. If you're looking elsewhere, Maj is uh, – Modge impressed me last time. She was, you know, she was a bit – uh she's a bit unfurnished but i uh, i do think that uh ray dawson is an up and coming writer uh, and a friend of mine and he's just a very strong uh, sort of um uh i would say a heady writer he knows what he's doing out there he's got a future ahead of him and Said Bin benzorra is putting him back on i think that she's going to be very tough lazou if she turns up very tough as well she's but she's had a lot you know she,
1: she's yeah I don't no like it- could be one she, race too many for Lizzie, yeah, couldn't Yeah, I worry she's about been that. she really busily campaigned, and she's not an overly big filly. And I it, said that
2: last time too. <laughs> so, and she won. She won by length, pretty easily. So, <laughs> I, I I just think if I think if if, if you know if Rave puts her in, um, and. You know, I would. She's a Philly that if she runs and she runs big, I wouldn't be surprised if she comes over because I know Andrew Rosen and I think Mark Chan have both had horses run at the Breeders' Cup. Um, and she figures one that could stretch out to a quick mile if they asked her to.
0: Let's move on to Friday. More Breeders' Cup winning your interaction, the third of the three of the WEA races, as we call them (laughs) next week. It's the Coolmore, Wooten, Bassett, Nunthorpe stakes. For the uh, turf sprint, winning your inaction for the turf sprint, and Callum, we'll bring you in for your your opinion on this on this race and any thought you want to piggyback about likelihood of uh, of Breeders Cup crossover coming out of it.
1: I think plenty of these would be looking at Breeders Cup um, at Breeders Cup options. Um, one, the one, the, one at the top of the market, Royal Acclaim is one that we follow quite closely on the channel. And um, her first, her first two starts were on Sky Sports Racing and were both very exciting. And then she went to York and absolutely romped up. And we're like, Oh my goodness, this is great. She's a really, really good thing. And she's exciting, but this is an acid test. The, there are some proper hardy sprinters in this. I look all the way down, even down the, down the middle of the market, you've got winter power, loves it around there. Absolutely loves your hit the ground flying. You've got Ebo River, who's suddenly come back into form after looking like he was a trotting pony at one point. And there's just, just quality all the way through. Um, I, I really like Razil. if if he goes. Um, I think he's a horse that um, last time out, if you watch, you watch the King George Qatar stage, he is completely nowhere to be seen and rattles home. Absolutely rattles him. I know he was a favourite that day and he let some people down, but I've still got faith. I've still got faith in in him to come up with a big race. Um, Another one, he he would be likely to go overseas. he has been highly tried, but I think uh, Michael Appleby would be very excited to have a potential Breeders' Cup horse, and I think they'd find it very hard uh, to turn it down. Um, Dragon Thimble, I don't know what's going on. Uh, It's... it's, (laughs) It just feels like that 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 sort of that whole move yards hasn't really worked out. He was in a condition stakes last time out. He's running in a class three. Now, this is a horse that was Royal Ascot bound, top sprinter, looked the, looked the business for a long time, and now he's running around at Hamilton. I'm not buying the form. I'm not buying the fact that he's the price that he is at the moment. I think he could be found around 20 to 1. I'd have him at 40 to 1. I really don't rate the horse anymore. Um, but you, there, there's plenty of talent there, but Royal Acclaim, Unexposed, very exciting. She's certainly one that I want to be keeping an eye on. I think she'll be one of the most fascinating horses of the meeting.
0: If I held your feet to the fire for a selection, though, it sounds like rossel would, would be the
1: selection. Did. If you held my feet to the fire, Peter, that would definitely be Razil that's what we do around here.
0: Michael, how about you? What's your, what's your thought on the Nunthor?
2: Um, I mean, I mean, I think Royal Claim is a, is a shaky favorite in here. Um, I, she's down to six to four, three to two, if you divide down like Americans do. Um, and they, uh, to me, six to four. I mean, she's not, she's no golden pal. Uh, and, and, and as far as like the, the, this, this, this imposing favorite. So I, and he, you know, his best sh- should have won, but he never did to me. I'm going to go back and I am York, especially on these straight straight sprints is very much a, uh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a familiarity course. Like a lot of these horses who have good runs over the course. I want to see that. And I think two of the horses that ran big last year are big prices. And I would not be shocked if either of them win this race. Winter Power has to return to form. Um, and she's just a top, top filly when she's on her game, uh, and Emiratiana, um, who is a, is a group two horse, but he's 12 to one. And I just think he's, he's throughout his entire career. He's proven that he loves this, this ground and he loves ebor and he runs well there. So those two, those two, if I, uh, if I have to choose between the two, I'd probably pick winter power to repeat and shock everyone.
0: I like the sound of it. And I like the price that you're going to get on that Jeez. one as well. <laughs> yeah. That's not, to, not, not too shabby while we're talking about, uh, this day of racing, we should talk about the gym crack as well. Uh, Michael, you have a thought on this one early on?
2: Well, the the Jim Crack to me is 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 always interesting because, uh, you know, certain trainers really aim their highly highly uh, talented two year olds toward the race. Um, if we get some of these horses that are aiming toward it, like Noble Style, um, wouldn't be a shock. I think that if he shows up and he runs his race, it'll be extremely tough for Charlie Appleby and Godolphin. Persian Force is sitting at five to one right now, and if he runs. And he's already jocked up with Russell Ryan. If he runs, well, you know, that makes sense with the owner, but if he runs, I think Persian Forest is a huge value to knock off the likes of Royal Scotsman and Noble Style. Interesting. So Persian
0: Forest would be where your 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 yeah, preference was. At
2: at five to one. If he were five to two, no, thank you. Uh, but he's at five to one. I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. I'm not emotionally invested in this race, but five to one is an excellent value on an excellent horse. Callum, who's your
0: selection or just an overview of your thoughts on the gym crack at this early stage?
1: Yeah, Peter, I clearly have a curse because I'm losing all the sound quality from Michael. So I clearly have the curse when I joined this podcast and I always cut out someone else's sound quality. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, I, I I don't know whether you mentioned it. So I'm going to apologize if you covered it already. But clear point to me. Is mm. one of the most exciting horses I've seen, like rattles off. He was very, we were so excited to see him come to Royal Ascot. It all went wrong. He didn't make it. Then with last seen, absolutely smashing up on the all weather at Newcastle and winning on the snap, he, winning distance to the lengths, ignore it completely. He was absolutely swinging along. And I think this is the step up in class. We're really excited for him to make, and it could be one to really be impressive. Um, Down the field, I I, I thought I caught the end of Persian Force getting mentioned there. I would be surprised if he turns up. I think he's had quite a busy season. They really, really rate him at the hand and they love him. I think they've got their eyes on either the Guineas or the Commonwealth Cup next year and they might just be holding back and just maybe this could be one race too many for him if he was to go. Um, Also in the field, noble style, love, just... just Another one we just really want to see. I was quite disappointed with the run at Newmarket coming back. He had to really work hard for it. And it was a bit of a shame because he had such a big reputation from that first one at Ascot. But there's still talent there. He's still unbeaten. There's plenty of horses with good quality coming into this field. And I really do. I, I really like to see where it goes. But for me, it's clear point. And that could be one for your Breeders' Cup fans, Peter. That yeah. it could be could be very much along those lines. Very much. Mm-hmm. He's not had much racing and they're not afraid to go over to America and take on you guys.
2: Yeah, totally, one, totally. fair point. Another one we definitely should mention if he does run as Royal Scotsman, um, because I know that the the, the Hayes are more interested in getting involved. The owners, Jim and Fitri Hay, Hayes, getting involved more internationally, and they already have a possible Breeders' Cup turf horse in Highland Chief over in the states. But Royal Scotsman looks the kind of horse that I could see coming over. I mean, this race has produced you know some 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 serious horses in the past that have come over, um, so I would love to see it.
0: Let's talk very quickly. I know, Michael, you had a, a quick thought on uh, some Saturday racing action at York the in the city of York stakes. I think you had a point about some runners you thought might be contenders for the Breeders' Cup mile down the line. Maybe just, if not proper selections from this far out, horses that we should yeah. be keeping
2: an eye on? Yeah. I mean, pay, pay good attention to this race. Remember – Space Blues won it last year and then won the Breeders' Cup Mile. A year prior, in 2020, Safe Voyage and One Master finished 1-2 and both shipped over for the Breeders' Cup Mile. One Master unfortunately injured that week uh, and couldn't run. So it does produce horses that are coming over to the States, and the seven furlongs over quick ground uh, it usually in, in in Europe begets itself to you know uh, running eight furlongs in America quite well. And this race becomes a nice little prep for the foray, which becomes a prep for the Breeders' Cup mile. And watch three fillies. If one of these three turns up, I'm all in it, it, who love seven furlongs, and that's alcohol free, sacred, or Sandrine. I'm hoping it's Sandrine because I thought she ran a, a blinder last time over ideal conditions, and these would also be her ideal conditions. And she's a son of Breeders' Cup winner, Bobby's kitten.
0: Our dog. Always Fredder. good to have. Yeah. Yes, daughter. Always good to have those uh, those kind of connections. You mentioned alcohol-free and Sandrine. Who was the third one you mentioned?
2: Sacred uh, for Chiboli Park. Um, I'm not sure she'd run in this. She might, uh, but she would be one of the, the short choices in this. I think she's sitting at six to one right now. Everything's lukewarm because nobody knows who's going to run where. But she would be very tough in there. But Sandrine, I would, I'd probably still pick over if they both ran. Good
0: stuff. You guys have given us a great overview of some horses to bet and some storylines to watch, not just this week at York, but also looking forward uh, to the Breeders' Cup itself, which we're going to have you guys both back on. You know, as we always say, no good deed goes unpunished around here. So you'll both be (laughs) getting calls from me and and, and bothered from me. Now, Michael, you're making the trip, you said, you know, if you can get around this rail strike. Uh, will you be doing some social media coverage, I would assume? Where can folks find you and uh, other thoughts you might have on this York meeting this week?
2: Um, just follow along on the Twitter and the Instagram. They're both Adolphson Racing, uh, A-D-O-L-P-H-S-O-N Racing. And um, yeah, I'll be also be on Dubai Racing Channel. We're doing some coverage there as well uh, in my day job. And uh, just looking forward to the great show that William Darby and team put together. It's To me, it's... It's the Breeders' Cup of the north of England, and it's my second favorite meeting of the year behind the Breeders' Cup.
0: I got to get there, don't I? One of these years. It's it's so hard to get me out of Saratoga, but it's one of the race <laughs> meetings that I haven't been to that's, that's high on the list. Callum, have you been up that way?
1: Oh, it's a very, very special place in my heart. When I had my first job in racing, uh, one of the first meetings that I went and covered doing some social media bit for with York, and it was on Yorkshire Oaks Day, Sea of Class winning, God rest her soul and uh, it was it was it was an absolutely brilliant brilliant day and racing in the north is just different gear i mean you the people are spectacular you will have the best time the most hospital hospitable people on the planet um it's a great meeting it's a great atmosphere when the sun's out the pims is flowing it's a wonderful place to be
0: You make a very good pitch work. I assume our I assume our, our sky folks will have you too busy working down here for you to get up this year, though.
1: Oh, I will be pinned to the desk, Vida. I'll be absolutely pinned <laughs> to the desk, fighting my way through Racing League and discussing all those topics that are involved in that. And I will be I'll be having a great time, but we'll certainly have it on in the background. We could wouldn't miss it for the world.
0: Racing League, a topic we'll be talking about more, hopefully, on these airwaves sooner rather than later. It's a a creative idea I could see Americans getting behind. That is all the time we have, gentlemen. Really appreciate the contributions from Michael Adolfsson and Callum Hellowell. We're going to reconvene this panel before too long. Maybe next time. we I should have bothered her today. She's uh, she, She's been running around Europe, so I haven't been bothering her that much lately. But Naomi Tucker would have fit in well with this crew. Maybe we'll pull her in the next time. But great having you both and look forward to chatting with you soon.
1: Thank you very much for having, having me as well. I really appreciate having the chance to come on.
0: Yes, take care. Thank you so much. Looking forward to it. Good stuff. We'll thank Michael and Callum one more time, and we'll thank our friends over at the Breeders' Cup and Horseplayers.com. We encourage you to play in these Horseplayer Happy Hour games for full coverage of all the relevant prep races ahead of the Breeders' Cup. Join us, Horseplayers.com, Horseplayer Happy Hour, every Thursday. And, of course, loads more information about all the win and your in action on InTheMoneyPodcast.com and, of course, BreedersCup.com as well. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Uh, it's been a production of In The Money Media. Our business manager, Drew Coatney. Our chief creative officer, Jonathan
2: Ginchin I'm Peter Thomas Fornatal. May you win all your photos.